Hello, Spurs fans, and welcome. <laughs> what am I doing? A radio show? It is a podcast. Hi, Spurs fans. Welcome to A Bit Spursy. I'm Barney. Hi, everyone. I am Dan. We must be very serious because podcasting it's is a very a serious medium. Mm, that's right. Now, let's talk about some conspiracy theories, um, like the one where teams don't roll over for Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool, and that's bad. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a blight on the game. It's something that mm. needs to be addressed. I would like FIFA, UEFA, the FA, everyone to start taking action on this, mm. because I think it would only be right if we just asked Jurgen before games, "How would you like the team to play today?" Yeah, and then we any other team was forced to play in that manner. That would be the right thing to do. Totally, it could be like wrestling where we we pre plan it and we're like, "This is the storyline. This is what um is going to happen." So, uh, this team, what we want you to do is play in a way that, uh, is directly exploitable by Liverpool. Um, definitely something to think about going forward. Um, and, and Jürgen Klopp yeah. is effectively the triple H in this scenario where yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just decides all the storylines and it's like, oh, mm. triple H wins another title. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, 15 time champion. I guess that's just down to merit. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's how it works. I guess if you work hard, you succeed. <laughs> um, I was pretty happy. Well, no, at the time I watched it live, which started it started at four forty five, whatever it was. I was not happy with the draw, but on reflection, I was very happy with the way that we played. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, on reflection, I have grown increasingly more satisfied with the game itself. Is it one of those things, Barney, where it's like before the game, if if the devil came to make a deal and said, hey, do you want to draw out of this? You would have mm. said yes, but given how the game actually played out, the draw felt a little bit disappointing. Is that what you experienced? That is exactly it. That is exactly it. Yeah, the devil came. <laughs> I made the deal. And uh, yeah, then the draw happened and I was like, oh, we, we look like we could have won. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm glad that you actually did make the deal there. So we can then blame you for, mm. for that happening because it's like, well, uh, it looks like Spurs are going to win this. We'll have to just throw in some rubbish deflection goal mm. in order mm. to honor this agreement. Totally. Well, I mean, you can blame me all you want. Hurl abuse at me. It doesn't matter anymore because I have no soul because I gave that up. <laughs> Uh, for the draw. So that's fine. Go for it. <laughs> that's quite a lot to give up for a draw <laughs> in a Premier League game when we also just need, like, like if you gave your soul up for the win, I'd be like, mm. yeah, that makes sense. That's, yep. you know, that gets us possibly in the Champions League. <laughs> but for a draw, it's like, well, we still need Arsenal <laughs> to make some mistakes. So um, you're sacrificing yourself possibly for no cause, which I do like. I just love Spurs, you know, <laughs> just love Spurs. It's kind of like they've set like the work experience kid in to do the negotiating of the deal there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it's yep. like, hey guys, I came out of it. We got a draw. It's like, no, 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 wait, no. You're supposed to negotiate for a win. We wanted a win only. That's why we want. Oh, I thought a draw was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You've given away everything. <laughs> um, for a useless, useless draw. Um, yeah. I mean. Uh, on the that goal that that Diaz, of course it was Diaz. It had to be Diaz, and like I'm not gonna say he didn't play well because he did play well. He's obviously a good player, but it was so annoying to me that, um, you know the way he was uh spoken about in the commentary, and then uh him scoring that disgusting goal, mm. was so infuriating. 
Yeah, I, I agree as well because I think what 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 gets missed in this and and this plays into you know uh, what we're talking about with Klopp's comments after the game too, um, which Caroline Stefko on the Discord did ask us what what do we think of of Klopp's post game comments? Um, it's like we Liverpool didn't have any other like definitive chances on goal apart from I'd say the header that 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 hit the crossbar, but even mm. that was like you know kind of a half chance anyway. So like Liverpool didn't, I didn't think they actually played that well and mm. we limited and really shut them out. And we weren't just sitting back in like a low block and and that's it for the whole game. It's like when we were on the ball, I thought we were being quite assertive and all that. So yeah, it seems really weird to just have like, it's as if like Liverpool and Diaz scoring, it's finally like, oh, they broke, they broke anti-football and thank God anti-football doesn't win, <laughs> you know, another game. Oh, wow. What a blemish on the sport. Like it's so ridiculous. And and like you say, it's like, it was a deflected goal, which was going, it could have been on target, but it wasn't going in because that was covered mm. on that side. And I'm like, we had so many bodies in the way. It was such an unlucky deflection. Um yeah. But it's not like a just reward for Liverpool's battering ram. It's not like they had <laughs> yeah. like 20 shots on target. And yeah. then it's yeah. like, oh, finally they got one through. So yeah, I thought it was mm. just like ridiculous how that was spoken about. Yeah, it was insane. And uh, the fact that we got them to a place where they were just like playing Arteta ball and lumping in crosses to their tiny forwards was genius. Like it was so clever. Um and yeah, so the idea of them, like, well, they've come so close with their fantastic movement. Um, oh, every single player in this front line should, they should win the Ballon d'Or, split it three ways. <laughs> Ballon d'Or, sorry. Uh, uh, like, seriously, like, it's so frustrating that the the coverage isn't like, um, Liverpool did Liverpool thing. Um, they got, they're a great team. But uh, Conte's tactical setup and the execution by the players was so good that they couldn't really do what they did. But because of their uh, ability as a team, they managed to scrub a goal because good teams manage to do that even when it's not working. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just so annoying, and I I don't know whether all this stuff comes from I I don't know people wanting Liverpool to win and not City. So it's mm. like everyone's behind the narrative of trying to support Liverpool in whatever way um, possible. But mm. it's like, yeah, it's it's just weird. It's just like, it's. It, I find it difficult because in some ways I do like Klopp and I find him entertaining. Um, but in other ways, I'm just like, you're just annoying, dude. Like you can just say like, oh, Spurs played well and they had a game plan which like worked well against what we were doing. You'd have to then turn it into this thing of like, oh, well, not not me. I couldn't, I couldn't stoop to such low of doing that. Oh, there's <laughs> no way I could bring myself to do such a dastardly thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's so on the nose. And the thing that annoys me about Klopp, and I understand that he has, you know, like some uh, positive characteristics. But he's Mourinho with with us with a huge grin, where like that's the kind of thing that Mourinho would say after a, a game, like oh it wasn't it wasn't us it was because they deliberately deliberately tried to destroy football they are football terrorists <laughs> you know and that's why uh, that's why we didn't win it's like come 
on, man. Are you serious? Totally. And just like the little like backhanded compliments in the two, it's like, well, they've got world-class players, so they should be doing better than that. Mm. <laughs> it's like, dude, you drew at home, all right? Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Like you should win at home. Like that's why mm. in your position, you should win at home. And if a team gets something against you, you applaud them. You, you can't go and suddenly expect, you know, like, what's he going to say if, like, if a team like Burnley did that to him or something like that? You're going to be like, well, they've, they really deserve to be a mid-table team and they're playing like a relegation team. They have mid-table players in there and they're <laughs> playing relegation football. It's embarrassing. It's like, no, it's like, you just can't expect, <laughs> like, everyone's just going to roll over for you. And yeah, now after Klopp's comments, I'm kind of, I don't, I definitely don't want them to win everything that they're involved with. Mm. Um, a part of me still wants them to win maybe the league over City, but then also, screw that. City can just have another one. Who cares? But mm. now I'm like, I don't want them to win anything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, the the funny thing with, you know, because obviously all the top coaches are crazy. That's how they got there. They're crazy. But there's something about Klopp being everyone's funny uncle that annoys me so much <laughs> because he's crazy as well, but he doesn't get the same kind of uh, stick for it. Like I hate Pep, but I still admire how crazy he is. It's like Conte is crazy. He has meltdowns all the time. So does Pep, but there's like, because they are, it's like almost like they're more honest mm. uh, in their um, neuroses that I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, where <laughs> his is so like, hidden behind I'm a nice guy I'm a smart guy I I uh I talk about uh, social issues and uh it's like yeah all right man but you also spit the dummy <laughs> all the time yeah and it's like and then sometimes there's a bit of like passive aggressiveness that comes in um or like he negs other teams <laughs> also like it's it's really quite weird and like I say all these top coaches there's something there's something about them like Conte mm. obviously <laughs> yeah is like is like that. I saw a funny um, interview, I think it was for Sky Sports, and they were just asking Conte, like, answers to the most uh, the most Googled questions about him. Um, and I was so, so hoping that there was going to be, like, is Antonio Conte's hair real or something oh. like that. And I'm sure there would be if you started typing that in Google, but I understand why the producers might not want to ask it, but I was hoping mm. for it. But one of the things that apparently is a top search is, is Antonio Conte romantic? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, firstly, who is Googling that? Like, who's mm. gone, you know, the one thing I want to know about Antonio Conte <laughs> yeah. is if he's romantic or not. <laughs> um, Antonio's response to that was he said no. And then he said he doesn't remember his wedding anniversary. He has someone else who tells him what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, so there's someone working for Conte who's just got to send like one message a year. I'm like, hey, bud, <laughs> your anniversary is today. And I think that the reporter that said to him, like, oh, but you go buy presents. And then he's like, no, I don't give presents because I can't be bothered to go and buy them and wasting time deciding on what to get. <laughs> oh. so like, it's, it's always, I just love seeing these things that I'm like, yeah, great. Another way that Conte is a little bit unhinged as well. <laughs> but when it's our manager, it's charming and it's fine. Exactly. And it's wonderful. I mean, I love that in the um, Arsenal press conference, I think it was the Arsenal press conference, Conte said, um, oh, you know, they, they asked him about Klopp's comments and he was like, he needs to control his emotions better. Yeah. I was like, dude. <laughs> yeah. And then when we hear that, we're like, yeah, damn straight, yeah. Antonio. 
that's right. Mm. And then as soon as Antonio turns on us, we're like, hey, hey, man, let's just chill out. All right. Let's yeah. Just... You just need to relax. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think um, on the game, Barney, um, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on this because uh, our wingbacks have been players that we have, I wouldn't say we've not been kind to them in, in sort of, you know, recent weeks or previous weeks, but I think we have expressed our doubts about Cessignon and uh, Emerson and both of them actually really impressed me in this game. And I was so nervous about them because I was like, wow. Liverpool play with like, you know, these fast attacking wingers, uh, these fullbacks, which just bomb forward, um, in such a cavalier manner. But I really thought that like Emerson and Cessignon, probably both of them, they had their best games that I've ever seen them play for Spurs. I completely agree. I thought they've obviously listened to the pod. Um, they've had a meeting, <laughs> they've, um, pulled, especially after the last one where we were talking about Sessegnon's perhaps, uh, uh, mental difficulties with pressure and, um, nervousness and he's gone, I'm going to do something about this. And so really proud of them for that. Um, I, yeah, I thought they were both great. Um, I mean, I think that there wasn't anyone on the team that, I mean, obviously they played the, I agree the best games I think they've ever played for us, but everyone played really well. Mm. Um, yeah, I was, I was so impressed. Um, it's like, and I, I think we need to address, um, obviously on this podcast, we, are um, big Hoybier fans and, uh, that header that he did at the end to try and cross it to Kane was so painful to watch, but at the same time, it's like, uh, and I'm sure this has been said on 15 million other podcasts, but it's like, he's damned if he does and he damned, he's damned if he doesn't. Like if he goes, shoots on goal there, it probably gets saved. Um, and then everyone's going to be going, why didn't you pass to Kane? Um, or, you know, when he does do what he does, it's like, why didn't you shoot? But also I, I guess still I'm like, leave it for Bergvine. um yeah i I think it's a it's a weird one because it seems like it could just be another way for the hoiberg haters to just Mm. jump on him again and i'm like hoiberg's not in the team to be getting on the end of little crosses and just cushioning headers back so if Mm. he does find himself in that position um at a game it's like we should go all right cool he's getting in a good position fine he did uh he, he didn't do it you know he did do a good job with it but uh, it's not reason to be like, oh, get him out of this club. I told you he was rubbish. He had one thing to do to head that back and he didn't do it. Um, but I do agree that, um, yeah, he could have he could have left it. Um, but I think that they were all offside anyway, uh, okay. um, which is then kind of no real excuse because like, it's like you should still try and score the goal. But, mm. um, yeah, I, th- I think he should have left it, but I think he was just like, you know, Got a got a bit excited and thought that he could possibly contribute to being the hero. Yeah. Also, the man has probably run two marathons in that game with the amount of you know shuttling around the pitch that he does. No matter how fast that shuttling is, like he would have been destroyed. So that like that just happens. That's fatigue. Um, I, but I thought in general, and and the other the other midfielder, Benton Kerr, I thought apart from. Uh, the deflection that went horribly wrong um, had a, a really good game too. Yeah, I, definitely. I think like what you said earlier, like none of our players had had poor games. Everyone played really well. Um, and yeah, there's no scapegoat to, play, to, to blame. Mm. Oh, there is, there is. Oh, there is? Yeah, Harry Winks. Oh, of course. Well, yeah, there's... All... 
<laughs> I was just looking at the uh, starting 11. I was like, oh, there's no scapegoat here. But then, yeah, you go down to the subs. Like, yeah, okay, we'll change that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harry Winks, whose record in terms of when he's on the pitch and we concede goals must be horrendous. Yeah, it's like he's brought on as the, the goal conceding specialist. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, he's a player now. Like, what a what a what a season of up and ups and downs Winks has had. He's gone mm. from being like, get him out of here. No, he's got to move on to oh, actually maybe he could do a job. He's okay. Back down to like, mm, come on, Harry, you got to go. Yeah, like surely yep. he has to leave at the end of the season. Oh God, I hope so. I saw um, an ITK uh, tweet the other day from one of those Spurs aggregator accounts, and it was like. Tottenham are considering, um, Tottenham want Paul Pogba on a free, um, but they're not sure whether they should get him because it might hamper Harry Wink's development. So what? <laughs> what? I don't think that's the case. It's probably because Pogba gets paid $3 trillion a week. And also it would be an interesting move for us. And I don't think United, oh no, it's a, I suppose he's a free agent, but yeah. Imagine that being like, we could get a new midfielder. But we don't, we, Harry Winks. I feel like we mentioned on the pod um, a while ago that like Harry Winks is probably one doing his own like press to like try and drive up some interest in him. Yeah. And that sounds like an article that he would write about himself yep. or his agent would put out there. It's like, you could get in Pogba, but that could hamper Winks. So Spurs, <laughs> yeah. Spurs probably shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. It sounds like the... Um, yeah, Harry Winks, journalist. Yeah, uh, <laughs> publication. <laughs> um, also, uh, the other thing is we should mention how nice our goal was. It was just such a beautiful piece of counterattacking football. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It was it was awesome. It was so great. And um, when Royale picked up the ball, <laughs> I was going like, "What are you doing there? Like, mm. well, why are you there? How did you end up there?" Um, but then, you know, lumping it forward and like finding the pass, like. It was great. And it's one of those, again, you watch it again and again and again, and you see more of the, like, you see how it was more methodical than it might've seemed in the moment at the time. Um, but yeah, it was great. And like that, like just cut back from Cess was just Oof. what, like the icing on the cake, um, for the goal, because like, it, it just reminded me like, you know, in the past when you'd see like all these like Tiki Taka Barca goals where they're doing all that. And I'm like, we never really get those movements where, we're just like really playing close in the box and like passing, cutting back, fi like finding a really easy pass to a goal. It's like we use, it's either usually like a cross coming through or a shot or something on the break. But it was really nice to just see how composed Tessignon was to just play it back to Son. And it just looked like a really classy finish. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. I, uh, I loved it. I loved it. That's all I have to say. I loved it. I thought it was great. And the other thing, like, you know, with the way that we played and the way we were trying to play the ball out of the back, which is as much as pundits seem to hate that, uh, the way to get through Liverpool's press. Um, you just like looking at this game, I was like, imagine this team with slightly better, like some upgrades. It would be phenomenal. Um, so fingers crossed that happens. Oh, definitely. I think like, you know, if you're a Spurs fan and you watch this game and you still come out of it ranting and raving about the club and complaining about losing to to Brighton and drawing to Brentford and all that sort of stuff, it's like, I think we've seen enough development overall 
that you can remove a few of these like outlier results, but overall, since the start of the year, we've played much better and you, you just go like, it's really good in a way that the world cup isn't in the middle of the year and that we do have, you know, theoretically uh, a nice long preseason for Conte to really get stuck into the players. Um, mm. But I'm like, I'm feeling very positive overall for next season, regardless of whatever happens in the next week for this one, because I think we have seen enough and we've shown enough that I don't think it's a case of we need Champions League to keep Conte. Cause I think that even if we do end up finishing fifth, there's enough there that next year he'll be able to then actually have more of a crack at sort of going for something and really have that time. So I'm feeling very good overall um, as a Spurs mm. fan about all that. Yeah, me too. Hello there, a bit Spursy listener. It's me, Barney. And me, Dan. And we are here to tell you some fantastic news. We have started a free Discord to which you can go on and chat all things Tottenham Hotspur and other related concepts. <laughs> yeah, to join that, uh, head to discord.gg slash a bit Spursy. That's correct. We also now have a Patreon to which you can pay for Spurs-related content. <laughs> and, it sounds like a scam. It's not a scam here. It's, it's not a scam. We're not scamming. We're not scamming. It's, uh, look, we, we love, uh, you know, creating this podcast and there's a whole bunch of other things that we want to do with some streams. Uh, some watch-alongs and, and these sort of bits and pieces. If you would like to help us out and support us there, we'd really appreciate it. We'll be able to create more Spurs, Spurs content and uh, sort of have fun doing that. So if you'd like to do that, uh, please head to patreon.com slash a bit Spurs. Uh, the more of you that are on the Patreon, the less time I have to spend in the coal mine, which is my job. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get Barney out of the coal mine. And uh, yeah, all links can be found uh, on our website at abitspursy.com. I'm not feeling good about this week. Uh, I mean, I'm excited, but I also feel sick about uh, the North London Derby. And um, I loved that Conte in his press conference, someone asked him about not playing Arsenal previously. And he was like, well, it was strange considering they had no COVID players and we, you know, had to miss a game with 10 uh, COVID cases. Um, yeah, it doesn't seem, I was like, yeah, this is good. Let's have this build up where we're slinging, we're slinging shots at each other. Oh, definitely. And I think from uh, when we had Flav um, from the Fighting Clock on the pod um, earlier in the year, um, straight after Arsenal put out of that game, and he, he sort of summed it up like, we could get absolutely thumped in the return fixture, but we'll still always have it over them that they, <laughs> they like, mm. effectively kind of like lied to like, m you know, move a game. And like, mm. yeah, they were too cowardly to play us. So even if they do beat us here, like, Obviously, this is a huge important game, and I really want us to win. But even if they do, we still have this over them that it's like, well, at least we showed up. At least mm. we showed up in both both times we had to play you. Um, we didn't go, oh, we're a bit injured and we've loaned out fifteen thousand players. <laughs> um, so, oh, we don't want to play now. Let's. We've got one case of COVID. Oh, that's enough. Uh, it's just, it's ridiculous. But. Yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. You feel like about feeling sick. And I think it's also probably the game time too, that knowing that we have to get up at 4.45 yep. a.m. Mm -hmm. to watch this. And if we do lose, it's not going to be a good Friday. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just like, you know, so many times as a Spurs fan, 
there's a, you know, a big game coming and something happens uh, outside of uh, either, well, within the player's control or there's some weird narrative quirk that means that it just goes wrong in the most infuriating way possible. And I'm trying to brainstorm what that is. I think one of them could be we beat Arsenal 6-0 and then lose to Burnley. Um, or <laughs> um, we manage to lose to Arsenal. They then lose to Newcastle. Um, and then we end up missing out by a point or something like that. Like, I... oh, Definitely. And it, like I started watching the Arsenal-Leeds game on the weekend. Mm. And uh, I thought then I was like, it was a clear sign that the football gods were not in our favor because after five minutes leads <laughs> conceding that <laughs> pass back goal, which in chases down and it's just made an absolute mess up by the keeper. Um, and I was just like, you've got to be act like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, mm. <laughs> how has this happened? And then five minutes later they concede another goal. And I was like, nah, nah, come on. Just one year. Can we just not have something like this happen? Mm. And then I think it was, maybe 10 minutes later, <laughs> um, um, Ailing got set off with a red card for two full of challenge. I'm like, no, nah, <laughs> yeah. this is going to be like a six nil Arsenal win. They're going to just go on from this and, and everything. And it's just going to be another thing, which just somehow goes against us. Um, I was very surprised. I didn't watch any more of the game, but I was very surprised mm. at the end to see it was two one. Um, and then Leeds <laughs> almost got it back <laughs> somehow, but yeah, I think as persons, we are very used to narratives seemingly going against us apart from our run to the Javits league final. Yeah. Um, so I definitely feel that too. I feel that it's like, yeah, something, there is a story somewhere in the next week. Um, I really hope it's in our favor, but mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it, it would make sense just on the history of the world for it yeah. to fall in <laughs> yeah. Arsenal's hands. Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, the perversions of the monkey paw that there will be some, <laughs> something really cooked, uh, that happens. I mean, I hope not. It would be so nice to, um, absolutely thump them. And then they lose to Newcastle or Everton. Oh, it would be amazing. And I mean, Jamesy Wamsey asked us on the discord as well. What are the chances of a lasagna gate type scenario for Arsenal when they head up to Newcastle on Monday? Um, oh. I would like, I would take anything to get, to get us past Arsenal now. Like, I don't care. Like mm. if they have, if their bus crashes, no one gets hurt. <laughs> no one gets hurt. It's just like a flat tire for a few hours. They miss kickoff time. And it's, you know, it's like, if you miss a kickoff time at futsal, you lose the game. You don't just get it rescheduled. Mm. So I don't know something that doesn't like hurt anyone, but it means that something goes wrong. Like I, I, I don't care. I'm all up for outside interference. Yeah. I mean, what if the bus crashes and you know, they don't get really hurt, but they just get sore necks or something. Yeah. And then they're all running around going, Oh, our necks. Oh God. And the physio, he's, he's, uh, he's got weak hands. Um, uh, I don't know. I assume the physio at Arsenal would have weak hands. Um, well, especially in the crash, the, the physio hurt his hands. They became, yeah. They became sore mm. in the crash. His neck was fine, but his hands got got it yeah. very bad. But I think they're already weak. I think they're they're already <laughs> weak, slippery hands. Um, but then they've been damaged, and so because of that, they're even slipperier. Um, and he, <laughs> so he the can't... Arsenal physio department is basically just using like two little wet fish to like work on yeah, the players. Yeah, I mean, given you know their injury history, maybe <laughs> it's entirely possible. Yeah, uh, yeah. look. If this can, I was going to say, if we could make this scenario happen, <laughs> it would be great. But... <laughs> we need to play some kind of agent 
yeah. in the physio, in the physio room that has two wet fish yeah. for hands. Yeah, it's it's a very and we don't have much time to complete this search either. Mm, we need a qualified yeah. physio. <laughs> Uh, you know, knows a bit about sports science and has very, very limp, limp, damp little hands. Yeah. Stranger things have happened, Barney. But yeah, in terms of lasagna gate, poor, please, <laughs> please, lasagna's all around the Arsenal team. Um, oh. That would just be magnificent. Oh, definitely. Like, like if they, even if like five of their first team got sick, and then mm. we we won. I wouldn't. I would care. I I would not care. Like to be like, oh, we didn't beat a full strength Arsenal. I'm like, I don't care. I really yeah. don't care. So I don't know. Yeah, just some some players. The only one who maybe could get permanently ill would be like Granite Chucker, mm. because he's just not a good person. Yeah, yeah, he sucks. Uh, but everyone yeah, else, sucks. eh, that's fine. Like you know, mm. you, maybe they can recover in a few weeks, but. Um, it's quite funny. This also shows the the mind state of us Spurs fans that like <laughs> our biggest hope to win is these these ridiculous scenarios mm. where like <laughs> there's a there's a, a fish handed physio or like half the team gets like gastro or something. <laughs> yeah, as like yeah, our only an- hope. <laughs> <laughs> not Antonio Conte. Uh, no, not um, Harry Kane. Hung in Sun. No, no, no. <laughs> what we need is some kind of bacterial food infection. <laughs> Or uh, uh, some kind of weird reverse mermaid physio. Like, yeah, I love that there would be other podcasts out there which would be like going into the tactics of like, yeah, let's look tactically at why Arsenal have some challenging games and how we can exploit them. And we're just like, mm. I don't know, wet hands or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if a bee constantly buzzes around <laughs> Arteta's face? <laughs> Like it's all these stings on his tongue. So when he shouts out commands, the team just misinterprets it. They can't understand a word he's saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's good. That's probably easier than the physio. Um, that's definitely achievable. I think. Yeah. We just need to find a very complicit B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can do that. Um, we could train a B. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I've seen quite a few takes about like, well, you know, Newcastle's not an easy place to go away. I'm like, come on, <laughs> come on. Um, and if Everton are not, if El- Everton end up being relegated by the time Arsenal play them, oh, oh my God. Oh, um, totally. Yeah. I, I actually do think Newcastle seem all over the place. Like mm. they won a few games on the trot before I think they got smashed by City. So it is one of those things that they're, there is a small narrative here that maybe some Newcastle players, because I think that's at home for Newcastle, right? Yep. Like, you know, playing to sort of show that they should still be around next season, they shouldn't be replaced. Um, and in you know, in front of St James's Park, which can be a pretty intimidating place to play. So, yeah, I do agree. It's like we can't rely just on oh, Newcastle. It's a tough place to go, and that's it. Um, but it's like I'm like, at least they're not playing Norwich <laughs> or something like. Exactly. Like that. And, and I think yeah. as well, like, I, I echo your thoughts with uh, Everton so much. Like, please, Everton, stay in the fight, but don't mm. don't win too much because yeah. you need to be able to be relegated on the last day of the season. So Delhi yeah. can give us some heroics. Oh, just imagine. Just imagine if 
Deli Ali scores a goal that puts Spurs in the Champions League. Oh, that would be incredible. It, and, it would be so good. And ultimately, it would mean that my shirt recruiting this year was genius. Oh, no, 100%. Like, I would take back everything I've said about your shirt recruiting. And mm. you would be the one who's like, you've held onto the stock as it absolutely tanked. Mm. And then you'll just get the biggest payday of all if Delhi scores to put us into the Champions League. Um, I would like that to happen because I think also then at least, you know, Delhi gets to stay in the Premier League. Um, and it'd be interesting to see if, he, if Everton do go down, what happens to, to Delhi, but like, that's not going to happen clearly because the narrative has already been set that he's mm. going to score some crazy bicycle and put us into the Champions League and throw out Arsenal, therefore doing his final deed for Spurs. Oh, <laughs> before he passes on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. so yeah, look, it's, um, yeah, it's going to be, it, it's, it's really weird as Spurs fans. I think like, we're all kind of like excited, nervous, very confident, but then also, you know, we just can't get overconfident because we're just not wired that way. Yeah. We're terrified of being overconfident. It's a terror. It yeah. is our number one phobia, I think as fans, which is why we have to every single time, you know, we look like, you know, on paper, you would think if you simulated this game, we should probably win, but we know that that's just not the way it works. <laughs> and we know it from such harsh lessons that, um, yeah, it's so, we're like allergic to, yeah. uh, talking about us, you know, like easily winning, especially the North Island uh, derby, but any game really. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's what Conte wants to change <laughs> that mm -hmm. whole, sort of overall mentality. And I think we just need, that's maybe why we need this as fans. We need this fourth more than like the team internally might actually need it. Um, mm. Because we don't know what Conte's hammering into them all day, but it seems like overall that their mentality is shifting. Um, mm. But as fans, it's like, we just need something to believe in <laughs> again and yeah. get back on board and just make it easier to be a Spurs fan again. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fantastic. If we win, I'm, tr I'm trying to say what I'm going to do to the pirate man that works at the bar near my house that wouldn't serve me because I was wearing a Tottenham jumper. Um, but it's going to be something. It's going to be something. It's going to be something. <laughs> okay, there's an, an empty threat. Mm. Or it's like a blank threat, rather. Yeah, it's like a blank check. It's like a blank check. Like you, Something mm. will happen. <laughs> not Not criminal. Yeah. But just in case something does happen to that guy in the next couple of days. Um, but mm. there will be some revenge taken on there. Yeah, there will be. There will be. Imagine that next part. Killed him. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, <laughs> yeah. Him. Great, Barney. Yeah, no, no, yeah. You killed mm. him with a joke or something. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I tore him to pieces with my bare hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. And then it's like, yeah, mid-pod, the SWAT just comes in on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just yeah. drags you off. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we'll see, we'll see, we'll, we'll see, see what will happen. Something, something, something's coming. Something is him. coming. Something is coming. Um, I would love to know, uh, you mentioned before we started recording that you had, uh, a particular piece of information regarding a particular, uh, director of football. What's he been doing? What's he up to? Paratici. Paratici watch. 
Yes, back here for another Paratici watch. Um, unfortunately, another Paratici adjacent watch. Yeah. <laughs> because especially in away games, it's very difficult because we don't get the Conte cam. Um, and it's like we need the, the bootleg Conte cams, which we might have spoken about last episode. I think like Chris Cowlin has put them up on his YouTube channel. It's the, and it says <laughs> Conte cam and you go, oh, great. And you click on it and you're like, oh, it's not an official one. And it's yeah. from, like, the other side of the, the stadium. Someone's just got their phone. <laughs> and I'm like, has someone just paid a ticket to just hold their phone at Conte for the whole game? <laughs> like, you can come to the game with me, mate, but you have to just film Conte and watch him. You can't watch any of the other action. Um, <laughs> Don't take your eyes off that phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no actual <laughs> Paradici spottings. But Mark Lawrenson, Liverpool... I want to say Liverpool legend, but I don't know if he's Liverpool legend. Liverpool former player. Mm -hmm. um, he came out after the game, and it was very weird. He just sort of said that, like, he was shocked at how many staff were coming out of the Tottenham changing room <laughs> <laughs> after the game. And his quote is like, it was like 30-odd people. And I was like, what do they all do? It was just amazing. Staff after staff after staff. I thought, wow, what a wage bill they must have. Liverpool might be the same, but I wasn't outside their changing room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that he, you know, at least attempted to give a balanced view um, about Liverpool's staff situation. <laughs> Only to then say, I don't know, though, because I wasn't outside their changing room. <laughs> yeah, I love it's like he's done as part of like his, I don't know, punditry or whatever he does. Mm. It's like he's done like a... Uh, a short TAFE course on journalism, like yep. not a full three, four year, whatever it is, you know, full degree, mm. but just a short course. He's like, oh, that's right. Hang on. I need to try and be impartial. Mm. Um, and so it's like, Liverpool could be the same, but I wouldn't know because I wasn't there. Mark Lawrence <laughs> signing off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that is the most like Alan Partridge uh, <laughs> moment I have heard of in a very long time. That is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but also I, the idea of us having lots and lots of staff is so funny to me because as I said like on last pod, we have all these old Italian men that now work at the club and the idea of having like 30 to 40 old Italian men coming in and out of those change rooms is hilarious. I love it. They're just going in there to play some bingo after the match or yeah. something. Yeah. Like, you know, if Conte, if that's what he does with the team and it works, then they're mm. great. I, I just yeah. love too that this from Lawrence and it's like, it's like as a Liverpool, you know, he's a Liverpudlian through and through. Um, and it's like he he's like, what can I say negatively about Spurs after this game? I can't really mm. talk about how they played because they played really well. It's like, I know what I'm going to report. I'm going to go, oh, so many staff. Oh, <laughs> yuck. They've just got so many staff. What a bad club. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing is, and again, it's it's because we're in that point of we're still in our teenage big club growing pains era yeah. where if we have a lot of staff, it's an issue because we are on the cusp of, well, you'd hope, you know, really entering that like, you know, winning titles and blah, 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 blah. But if, if United was to have a lot of staff, it would be like, well, it's United. So of course, oh, they definitely. if Chelsea had a lot, it'd be like, well, of course they do. Doesn't they go? Oh, they, well, one of them is a shoelace technician. Oh, wow! <laughs> yeah. What lengths the club will go to for perfection and to compete? That's so impressive. But for, if it's against us, it's like, what do they all do? What could they possibly be doing? Oh no! 
and also the idea that you're meant to be an expert yeah. and your report is like, what's going on? <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Mark Lonson, have you had a chance to uh, talk to any of the players after the game? Do you have any breaking news for us? <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of staff around here. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. I, I got so many people. I couldn't sort of uh, focus on anyone in particular. But also, I can't compare them to the Liverpool staff because I'm not there. Yeah, <laughs> could be similar. Don't know. <laughs> All right, thank you, Mark. We're going to cut back yeah. to you a bit later. <laughs> Um, oh. It's like somehow he's just got a job there, and people are like, oh, just, just give him any assignment. Who cares? Just, <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we just got to hire him. It's in his contract. Uh. Why was he down there? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. He just said he was waiting to go down the tunnel after the match and started counting the amount of stuff. What? Oh my god! <laughs> Imagine the producer like, okay, let's go on the pitch and see if we can, um, let's uh, see if we can get an interview or something. And he's like, oh, "There's something I've got to do." Because <laughs> one, two, three, like, or <laughs> the idea that that he was down there with the producer and they got nothing, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "We're going live in ten seconds. What are we gonna do?" And he's like, "Oh." <laughs> Oh, there's people in there. There's lots yeah. of people in there. Yeah. It's like, Mark, you know teams have players as well, right? No, mm. they're all staff in my book. They're getting paid yeah. a wage. That's a staff member. That is deranged. I can't believe that happened. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, <laughs> it is nuts. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, that's, that's Paratage to watch. For this that's, week. oh, what a segment. What a segment. Um, should we, do you want to do the ABS or a bit Spursy medal votes? Yes, I think that is a good idea. Yeah. Uh, we could talk for Mark about Mark Lawrence for another 20 minutes or so, but um, <laughs> no, I think you're right. We should do that. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to kick off this week. Great. Great. Um, so I'm actually going to give, oh, it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. Uh, it's really not tough when we play bad and like, there's usually one or two players who we could just pile it on, but when we play really well, um, it's really challenging. I'm going to give three votes though, to Emerson Royale. Um, because like I said, I, I thought he played really, really well and not just like, oh, he held it together. I'm like, Hmm, is he actually maybe learning how to play Conte system? Like, could he, could he be better than we think? Um, for this model. So, uh, yeah, I think three votes to him. I was just really impressed by him and kind of got the, not the hockey assist, but the hockey hockey assist, uh, two, three passes before the goal was scored. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a little lacrosse assist. I don't know. It's probably something like that. Um, and yeah, we'll give, give him three, uh, two. I'm actually going to give those to Cess as well, because, uh, might be a bit of a surprise, but, um, did well for the assist and I, I thought really just looked good and I kind of feel bad. I might be sort of correcting course, correcting previous votes, um, for the, for them earlier in the season, but uh, I just thought he was really, really good. One vote. Um, I'm actually going to give that to Ben Davies, mm-hmm. um, f- mainly for that block on, on Salah, which was just like amazing. Mm. Um, and again, I just thought he did a pretty good job for most of the game for shutting down um, Salah. Like that Salah really had nothing, um, and he didn't really create create too much there. Uh, encouragement points. I'm going to give have to give 
a half one to Romero because um, he was mm-hmm. great. And then one to Son. Um, and one to, I could give one to the whole team, but I'm just going to stop there just because, um, yeah, I thought everyone just played really, really well. Negative votes. I'm going to give negative five to Fabinho. Yep. And I'm also going to echo that negative five to VAR um, mm-hmm. because I'm like, what is the point of this? It's like you watch the replay, it's, he elbows him in the face. And like, we've had players sent off for that in the past. And it's so frustrating to see. It's like, well, no, the ref gave a yellow, so we can't intervene. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. Because um, Fabinho should have been off. He got away with so many challenges. And mm. he got subbed off early. And I don't think it was because like, oh, we need to mix it up. It's like, I think they were worried he would actually get get pulled. But to me, that's a red by itself. And even if it isn't, he should have already had a yellow. Yep. Um, yep. And then I'm just going to give negative two to Klopp for just being Klopp. Mm. Cool. Well, I think those are great votes. Um, here come mine. Uh, three votes to Davies. Uh, that block is amazing. I thought he played such a good game and he's not as flashy as Romero, but uh, in this game, I thought he was possibly better than Romero, which is, you know, a hard thing to say because Romero was great, but um, he also did a few wayward passes. So not to say that he had a bad game because he still had a good game. Uh, two, I'm going to give to Sonny, uh, for what is that? 20 goals now. Um, yeah. Yeah. And by far the most, like, I think you said last week, the most non penalty goals by mm. far. Yeah. So, um, and it was good that he did that in front of Salah to show Salah what it's like to, <laughs> um, score goals, uh, in open play, uh, and only in open play. Um, and then I'm going to give one to, uh, oh, I'm going to give one to Conte for how he set the team up. He doesn't get more than one because he also subbed on Harry Winks and he brought on Bergvine in, um, like the last minute and it could have been earlier, uh, cause some was shattered. So I thought that could have happened way earlier than it did. Um, in terms of, uh, Encouragement, uh, both uh, Cess and Royale get one um, for their performances. Um, and the negatives, um, I mean, negative two for Fabinho, uh, negative two for um, Michael Oliver. He was the ref, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, Michael Oliver, yep. Yeah, what? Um, <laughs> and um, negative five for Jurgen Klopp. Um, for being a crybaby, pretender, um, giant-mouthed douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Very solid. Uh, and I like. I love that you slipped in Conte. I always forget about Conte. Mm. Um, um, and it's like, it, he deserves more credit in the Invincibility Medal. But also, yeah. as he said, he's not a romantic. So... I think mm. this is quite a romantic medal and, you know, yeah. he probably wouldn't care for this award. So maybe that's why we're not giving him more votes. I think that's actually a great way. Like That could be the tagline of this, a bit Spursy medal, the most romantic medal in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, that would get us some news coverage. I'm yeah. Like, oh, we just I mean, thought it's... this medal was stupid, but if it's romantic, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Because love can be... Uh, dramatic, drastic, and um, unpredictable, like the Abitsbursi medal. 
<laughs> exactly. I think, okay, we need to get the um, Abyssworthy PR department onto this. Start pushing yep. out there. Uh, and that'll be the new tagline for the medal, the, world, the world's most romantic medal. I <laughs> uh, love it. I love it. And to love it is in, oh, it's on brand for the middle. It's on brand. Yeah. It's on yeah. brand. Any sign of affection towards it is, uh, is, That's on brand. is great. <laughs> um, the votes in the discord were all sort of weird accumulations of our votes. Uh, you know, I've seen a few day, uh, uh, go three Davies, and then there's a three for Cess in there. Um, there is young folks has come in with a three for Emerson, um, three for Son. Like it's, yeah, it's pretty consistent, but uh, there's just different orders. <laughs> and that's my summary. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. The, uh, Barney, do you have the uh, report that we've asked you to submit for the end of this? <laughs> yep, not a problem. Uh, <laughs> consistent, but different orders. Yeah, I'm going so... for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bye. <laughs> I'm going for lunch. What's that dude's name? Um, the Liverpool guy, the pundit. Oh, the... Uh, Mark Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, me and Mark are going for lunch to talk about journalism. Yeah, very same, similar punditry and, and insight <laughs> style. That's great. Yeah. We're like twins. Um, great. Well, uh, yeah. Cool. I think that probably does us for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barney, do you have any final thoughts before uh, the Arsenal game? Um, Arteta, I'm going to rip your hair from your head. You look like a Lego man. <laughs> he looks like a Lego man. He does. He look. His hair looks like one of those Lego caps. Oh right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lego man. We are coming for you. Mm-hmm. And Dan, anything you'd like to say? Yeah. Well, I I will I will rip the blocks from your Lego house, Arteta. <laughs> That's right. Home and body destroyed. Um, if any, also if anyone knows of a bee that is uh, trained. <laughs> A physio with wet hands or um, access to a lot of E. coli bacteria, please let us know on the Discord. Um, we'd love to hear about it. Not for any reason at all, just interest. I hope that, Marty, uh, if we ever end up do, doing some like <laughs> big live tour or something, mm. this becomes our rider that we request. <laughs> I need a vat of E. coli, a, <laughs> a wet hand <laughs> masseuse, and I need a, tr- a bee that's trained. <laughs> like, oh, well, all right. Well, hey, wh- whatever gets them to do the pod, we'll, we'll get them to keep going. <laughs> Imagine that. Barney's not going on. Why? They forgot the E. coli. <laughs> he, won't, he won't go on. They provided him with a B, but it was untrained. It was untrained. He's furious. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thank you very much for listening. Um, we'll be back uh, very soon because we have about three trillion games. Um, well, we have two games over the weekend. Um, uh, thank you for listening and uh, come on you Spurs. You've been listening to A Bit Spursy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us at hello at abitspursy.com and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms.